commandments. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. Amen. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Mm -hmm. Amen. I want to use that title, a sermon title today, Jesus, our great physician. Amen. Jesus, our great physician. We live in a very, very broken world. There's pain all around. There's sorrows in the streets. Jealousy on our job. Confusion in our communities. Hopelessness in our homes. Hatred fills the air. Amen. And in perilous times like these, we need a physician on call 24 hours a day. Amen. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I need a cardiologist to mend my broken heart. Yeah. I need a psychologist to soothe my troubled mind. I need a gastroenterologist to calm my nervous bed. And I need an orthopedist to help me carry the heavy loads of life. Amen. You see, I don't have time to call a doctor, make an appointment, pay a copay, because I need to see my doctor several times in a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that Jesus is that great physician. Amen. But this scripture actually shows us not only uh, is, are we healed by his strength, it shows us that he actually made us. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says that God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He made us. Amen. And that word for form is that Hebrew word yaksa. Yaksa. Which means that he took something that was already here and he made us. As opposed to the other Hebrew word barak, which means created, he made nothing from nothing like he did the heavens and the earth. The Bible says that God formed us from the dust of the ground. And that makes me feel good to know that I am an actual product of the mind, the thought, and the heart of God. God told Jeremiah, and it's written in Psalm 139, that he knit us together in our mother's womb. See, conception starts right at the beginning. The first thing to develop in utero is the heart. That's the first indication they get to hear a heartbeat about six weeks of gestation. Then after the heartbeat, we can see the little phalanges of the little arms being developed. And then we begin to see the shape of the head while in utero. Then we can see the legs being formed and before long we'll be able to tell the gender of the baby and by the time 42 weeks is here we have been given by God everything that we need to be successful on this earth. I want to use the acorn 
real quick for example. And the acorn is just a nut. Sometimes they fall in the street and we roll over them. You can hear the crunch under your tires. And sometimes when I cut certain people's yards who have old trees in them, I really don't like them because when they shed, they shed all in a pile and they shoot out like rocks on the lawn. Most whenever I'm cutting somebody's yard that's got an oak tree, I gotta be careful with the acorn. But one thing that was brought to my attention by Dr. Tony Evans, he says that the acorn has everything that the oak tree is gonna need inside of it. Everything that the oak tree would need, the oak tree, everything, no matter how tall that oak tree would grow, is all packaged in that small acorn. No matter how much sap would be inside the tree, nourishing it and keeping it living, it was all supplied in that one little acorn. Whatever limbs would branch out and whatever leaves would grow, and watch this, the acorn not only has the power in it to grow the tree, to grow the branches, and to grow the leaves, the acorn has enough power in it to even grow some more acorns. And I found that to be the simplest way to describe to you the way that God has intrinsically made us. That while you were in utero, mm. while you were still in your mama's bed, you had everything that you needed to grow to be five foot seven, five foot eight, five foot nine, some six feet. We even got human beings that grow to seven foot two. But it all starts as a little old seed inside the mama's womb. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you're lacking something in life right now, saints. Amen. Because God has placed inside of you everything that you would need to be successful. Amen. You see, God didn't create Adam and Eve and then they had to plant trees, wait for a few seasons before they got fruit. God placed the trees there so that Adam and Eve would be nourished as soon as they needed to eat. Everything that we needed to be successful, God placed inside of us and all of those external things he placed in the earth. Amen. And I'm not sure that God placed the gold and then there are mountains that we would wear it around our neck and on our fingers. I'm not sure. But it is God that put the gold in the mouth. Amen. I'm not really sure that God's intent when uh, the uh, fossil fuels are in the depths of the earth, I'm not really sure that God wanted us to refine that petrochemical and to make it into gasoline and we could run cars and pollute the earth. But he did put it there. And I'm just using these three examples to let you know that everything that we need to be successful Honestly, we already have. So if you're not successful today, you can't blame it on God. God has supplied all of our needs. Amen. According to his riches. Amen. In glory. And just as God filled the acorn with power and with everything that it would need to grow into a, an adult strong a sturdy tree. God did the same thing for humanity. God made us tripart beings. He gave us a spirit that we would hear from him. He gave us a soul that we would be able to relay heavenly information 
to the flesh. And you may ask yourself, why did he do that? Because the writer of Ecclesiastes says that a three-chord string is not easily broken. There's a multitude of things on this earth that work on the basis of three things. I'm going to give you a few examples real quick in the Bible. This, one, this number three is a very important number to God. It's actually uh, a little bit less. It, it means the same thing as the number seven, just a little bit less. The, the number three is complete. The number three is perfect, just as the number seven, the number 10, and the number 12 is. When you get into a numerology study from a theological uh, mindset, you'll see that each number has a meaning. It's just not, in, in English, in America, we just use numbers to count. The numbers have meaning in Hebrew. And we understand that this number three is very important in heaven because uh, there were three righteous men before the flood. There was righteous Abel, who was killed by his brother. There was Enoch, who the Bible says did not see death, but was translated into heaven. And there was Noah, the regenerator or the replenisher of the earth. After the flood, we still work it in threes. We got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you know that Jesus prayed three times in the garden against Gethsemane, and then Paul prayed three times that the uh, stone would be removed, the uh, thorn would be removed from his flesh. Amen. Jesus was put on the cross at the third hour of the day. Three more hours the son began to, die, uh, to uh, hold his life, and in three more hours he gave up the dose. This number three has implication in scripture. Amen. He was in the tomb three days and three nights. There is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Earth is predicated upon space, time, and matter. So by the time we get to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we realize by this point that this number three is important to God. And I want to put a pin in it right here for a second to let you know that the family is made up of the husband, the wife, and the children. And I really could go on and on proving to you how vital this number three is in Scripture. But pertaining to humanity, because what I want to do today is strengthen Amen. We're living in such a world right now, Peter called it perilous times. And we are living in perilous times. He says men will become lovers of themselves. Mm -hmm. Children will be disobedient to parents. Folk would be incontinent. In other words, just running off at the mouth. Uh, 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 just running around. Can't stop running around. Can't sit still. And it, 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 my daddy told me a long time ago, Jack Benny, we would sit in the car side of the road. He, he, that's the kind of guy he was. He would just park somewhere and just watch. <laughs> and one day we watched this guy in this big Lincoln Continental. He kept passing by. Jack Benny said, you see him? He bought a big old brand new house around the corner, but he can't stay there. He feel like he got to keep going here. He got to keep running there. You pay tens of thousands of dollars for your house. Why can't you stay there? Amen. Our houses are just houses, but really they should be home. Amen. Well, when we look at this number three inside of our homes, there's the father, the mother, and the children. Hallelujah. Amen. And those of us who don't have biological children, we've adopted children. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of us who have adopted children, we keep our family, we keep our nieces and nephews. 
Why? Because there's a longing inside that tells humanity that we're supposed to be living in three. Amen. Hallelujah. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says in that 23rd verse, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And if you read with me, you notice that's not holy, H-O-L-Y. That's holy, W-H-O-L-N-Y. And if you read one of these new versions of the Bible, he says completely. Mm -hmm. That God wants to sanctify or to set apart and make special all of us. Amen. And he says, I pray God that your whole, here go the three parts of man, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord, Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's all of you. Amen. You see, we get to see the flesh, and the flesh has hair, and we have eyes, and we have ears, and we have hands and feet, and there's many, many parts to the flesh, but it's all just one body. In our soul, our soul is comprised of the mind, the will, the intellect, the passion, the desire. There's many parts to the soul, but it's only one soul. Only one sukkah. And our spirit is meant to do one thing, and that's to have us to heal from heaven. Amen. So I don't know about you today, but I need a physician <laughs> to help me keep this together. Amen. And I'm glad that God is my creator because what I'm finding out, the older I get, the children don't know it yet, but what I have found out, the older I get, I realize that I have to believe and trust and count on God because it, when I look around at everything else that's trying to uh, gather uh, and garner my support, I can't count on it. Mm -hmm. I can't count on mama. Mama died. Mm -hmm. I can't count on daddy. No, daddy's gone. I love my wife, but my wife has her own issues she has to deal with. My children are grown now. They got their own families to worry about. <clears throat> so I have nobody else to count on and to hold on to but God. I don't have this huge friend circle that keeps me laughing. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't do the party thing no more. The house ain't full no more like it used to be. I'm learning that all that I have to leave in the field Amen. is God. Amen. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 10 that I'm his handiwork. Mm -hmm. I'm his craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. it, it, it brings us back to Genesis where it shows us that God came down and he molded and he shaped the man with his own hands out of the dirt of the ground. And then it says that he uh, loved the man so much that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And that's when we became living beings or living souls. And God, when he created me in my mother's womb, he put everything that I would need to be successful inside that seed, that zygote, they call it. Mm -hmm. Everything that I would need God placed it in me. But I want to stand before you and be honest this morning that every now and then, every now and then. I get messed up. Yeah. Although God has made me to be successful, God has made me to be a spiritual being, these things that happen to us on earth, it messes us up. Amen. Amen. But I thank God that when we get messed up, <laughs> that he don't throw us away. Amen. 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 When life is messed up, no, he don't throw us away. 
scandals. He puts us right back yeah. on the potter's wheel. Amen. And the thing that I learned that as I read the story about the potter's wheel is that when the potter, uh, when the clay would become marred, and, and that's the word for uh, a dysfunction, when the clay would become dysfunction, where the, the potter couldn't mold it anymore, he wouldn't throw the clay away and get a new batch. He would take that same clay that was messed up on the wheel and he would stretch it and he would pull it out and get it all back pliable again and make it to where it's bendable and it's pliable and it's flexible again. Amen. I'm trying to tell you right now, child amen. of God, that God every now and then, it ain't always the devil yeah. that's pulling it. Yeah, amen. It is not always the devil that's turning your life upside down. It is not always the devil that's confounding and confusing your mind. It is not always the devil that, as one of my friends in the army used to say, always putting stuff in the game. Yeah. Sometimes it's God trying to get our attention, and sometimes it's God that's stretching us and molding us and making us, and then he puts us back on the policy. So I want to ask the church today, be patient with me, because God is not through with me yet. Amen. And being human and having my own will, I can stop God from molding me and making me. Being a human and being uh, a strong-willed and strong-minded, I can uh, not allow God to put me back on the wheel so he can work on me some more. Every now in life, every now and then in life, life, life gets us in a position to where we just wash our hands of the whole thing. And we go into this word we talked about this morning, apostasy, and we just turn our back on God and we just leave God because we really feel deep down inside that God has let us down. Yeah, amen, yeah. And we refuse to allow God to shape us and mold us. We refuse to allow God to put us back on the wheel. But if you don't <laughs> like Amen. You run to the wheel and you jump on it yourself. Because I don't know about you. I may not be nowhere near what I used to be. But I'm still far away from wow. what God wants me to be. Amen. 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 And I'm smart enough now to humble myself and allow God to mold me and shape me and remake me and uh, refashion me and put me back on the wheel so that he may be able to fashion me into a vessel that he can use. Amen. Amen. God made me for good purposes. But somewhere along the way, I got all messed up. <laughs> it messed me up when my mama left my daddy at six years old. Mm. It messed me up on the first day of elementary school in the first grade. Children were laughing at me because of the way I eat. It messed me up when I was molested twice as a child. It messed me up when I was introduced to drugs and alcohol. I don't know about you, but it messed me up when I had to go to a war and, and get used to sleeping with bombs going off all around. I don't know if you've ever put yourself in that position, but that'll make you a lunatic. That'll make you a crazy man. Yeah. 
that we were in war for so long. The first night when the bombs was going off over my head, I couldn't sleep at all. The second night, I was nervous, I was shaking, I didn't know it was. Because one thing about the bombs, the, the, the studs, when they was going over your head, you can hear them whistling by. <laughs> you don't know where it's going to drop. But can you imagine what that does to a human being psyche? What that does to a human being inside? That you have been around bombs blowing up around you so long that you're now asleep like a baby. <laughs> what, about, what about the woman who's living with the abusive man and he beats her? And she gets so used to being beat that she can lay down next to him in the bed and go to sleep right next to him and she'll sleep like a baby. Life has messed us up. Amen. But thank God. Thank God. For that great physician. Amen. Amen. I was messed up. When I'm in the Saudi Arabian, Iraqi desert and my mama died. And I had to fly all the way home. And your mind has to really play tricks on you. You see, that's why it's good to go to the field. Because the funeral solidifies that that person is dead. Because if you don't see them put them in the ground, you swear to God you saw them on aisle three at HEB. Mm. See, your mind playing tricks on you. So I'm flying all the way home from Saudi Arabia, 31 hours on a plane, and all I kept thinking was, I'm going to get me a free vacation because my mom ain't dead. They made a mistake. Somebody on my mom's side of the family did. My grandfather was sick, but he was 80-some years old. So, you know, I mean, I love my grandfather, don't get me wrong. He basically raised me, but uh, at 80 some years old, he would die. I would have been hurt because of the detachment, but old man lived a good life. So that's how my mind played tricks with me all the way. You see, life has damaged us. Mm -hmm. And here we are now sitting in this room, calling ourselves, worshiping and praising God, but we got some stuff going on on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. You see, you may be singing and clapping. Hallelujah. Yeah. You may even be sitting down peacefully looking at me and listening to me right now. But there's some stuff going on on the inside. Yeah. Life has messed us up. Amen. And not only did my mama die a few years later, my daddy died. But what I did notice is that every time. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time I would get into a position where life was messed up. I did learn one thing from Jack Benny, and that was when you get when life gets hard, when life gets tough, you got to learn how to call on God. Amen, amen. amen. And every time God heard my despairing cry, it reminds me of that song that says that I was sinking deep in sin, <laughs> far away from the peaceful shore, buried deeply and stained with it. Sinking to rise no more. But here goes that conjunctive word. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me. Yeah. Now safe am I. Yeah. It was love, church, that lifted me. So here I am now. I didn't deserve it, yeah. but God did. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm not worthy. But God did. Hallelujah. So when you sit around the table talking about me, you're probably telling the truth. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you're saying he ain't no good, he's a liar, a cheater, I ain't going to argue with you, baby, but I'm so glad that God saw fit. Hallelujah. Somebody say, but 
God came to my rescue. He is my great physician today. Hallelujah. When I'm wounded, he bandages me. Amen. When I'm crying, he comes and wipes my eyes. When I fall down, he dusts me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I get weak, he strengthens my body. When my mind gets confused, he puts rightness in my mind. When I feel like hating, he put loves in my heart. Hallelujah. When I was broken, he fixed me up. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. He says he's the God that heals us. Amen. 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 Glory to his name. Glory to his name. When I get arrogant, he sits me down. Hmm. When I get beside myself, he puts me in my place. Amen. I don't know about you, but he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. He all right? Yes, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amen. He's all right. He's all right. I know he loves me. Yeah. Because he sent his only begotten son. To be the propitiation and the substitute for my sin. Yeah. He's my atoning sacrifice. Yeah. Hallelujah. He brings me back to him. Mm. He's my bright and morning star when my days get dark. He's my lily in the back. Yeah. When I lost my way. He's the lily. He's the great I am. When I don't know who I am. Yeah. He's my beginning and my end. When I'm wandering in the wilderness. I don't know about you today, church, but I need him in my life. Yeah. I got to have him in my life. Come on. The Bible says that he's the king of kings. Lord, Lord. He's the Lord of lords. Yeah. He's hallelujah. He's the prince of peace. Amen. Amen. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the everlasting God. Hallelujah. How many of you know he's Mary's baby? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. He was born to a virgin. Yeah. Circumcised on, on the eighth day. day. Did he get it all for us? Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. He walked this earth sinless so we would know that we can do it. Amen. Amen. He healed the blind man. He healed the lame man. He touched the woman with the issue of blood. He raised Lazarus and Tabitha from the dead. I don't know about you, but I need a God like that in my life. Hallelujah. Because every time I get my life, he's dead. But I'm so glad that he's able to refuse his life inside of us. So if you're in a position in a predicament right now where you're ready to give up on God, I'm going to tell you, you better hold on just a little while Amen, amen. Because it is worth it. Do you see what you're going to miss out on if you let go of God now? Mm. They tell me that we're going to miss out. Hallelujah of living a thousand years of reigning with Jesus in that thousand year millennial reign. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be on earth, but it's going to be an earth that don't have no evil. Hallelujah. We don't know nothing about the earth that ain't got no evil. So baby, I want to be able to reign with Jesus. He said that I saw those that were sitting on thrones. Amen. And they reigned with him for a thousand years. But then we get to the next chapter and John says, but I saw a new heaven and a new earth, hallelujah. For the last earth and the last heaven had passed away, and they were not to be found no more. But in this new heaven and this new earth, hallelujah, he says it's going to be called the new Jerusalem. You're going to know the name of the city where you're going to live, hallelujah. And in that new Jerusalem, there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more tears. And I'm not going to let nothing on this earth right now. I don't care who it is, Hell wide open. Hallelujah. I got grown children, and they're not going to be the reason.
reason that I bust hell wide open. Hallelujah. I've made up in my mind ain't no beer, no cigarette, no weed, no cocaine, no woman, no man, no nothing. It's going to make me this heaven. Why? Because God has promised that if we would just say yes to his son Jesus, that we would be able to spend eternal life in his presence. Amen. How many of you are waiting on eternal life right amen, now? Amen, amen, amen. I know you got your hands on the Yeah. You got to tell somebody. Yeah. Somebody say, I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. You get out of church, you 
Yeah, I'm going to tell somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Tell somebody how you saved your soul. Amen. Yeah, yeah. If I ain't got a testimony to tell somebody <laughs> right now, I'm going to go. <laughs> Old folk would say, what you waiting for? Yeah. Right. What's he waiting on? We got to keep on holding on. Amen. I believe his promise is true. Amen. And what the devil did, he's been doing it from the beginning. He made Eve believe that God's word wasn't true. Amen. Did God really say? Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. How many of you know the devil was created to give you hell? Amen. 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 So if he ain't giving you hell, he ain't doing his job. He ain't doing his job. But how many of you know he's a good devil? Hmm. We serve a good God. And when he when he messes with your life, hmm. when he messes with your life, tell him he's a good devil. Ooh, yeah. Boy, you almost got me. Amen. <laughs> you almost got me. Amen. <laughs> See, because I read something yeah. the Bible says that if it was possible, yeah, very few. Even the very elect. Stay with God. Hallelujah. God bless y'all. Very, very good.